Hi, I'm Susan Foch, and when I was 18 years old, I launched a national nonprofit organization out of my freshman college dorm room. Now, with almost a decade of experience under my belt, I'm here to teach you my tried and true tips and tricks for running your own nonprofit or social enterprise and how to build it from the ground up. You're listening to this podcast because you're ready to make a difference in this world. I see you, I hear you, and I'm ready to help you. Now let's make an impact together. You're listening to the Make an Impact podcast, episode 47. And if you know anything about me, I am so excited for this episode because 47 is my favorite number. It's my lucky number. I've been waiting. This honestly feels like my biggest celebration episode because getting to number 47 was like a goal. Super hyped uh, to be doing this episode, and I wanted to make it something very particularly um, special. In, in all in my head, really commemorative for such a special number, which is why I want to do a super quick hit episode about uh, my definition of success because it's something I thought I've thought about a lot and for a very long time. Particularly something I really thought about when I was competing in the pageant universe of really defining success because, you know, I'm someone probably like you, my dear podcast listener who also listens to a lot of business podcasts, um, audiobooks, reads a lot of uh, regular books and, and interviews with other, you know, CEOs and top business people and these big high like top performers. And, you know, obviously we always like to default by thinking that success equals money in our society, but also You know, and I feel like it's been really recent that I've heard from a lot of entrepreneurs who, or even CEOs who talk a lot about that there are two types of entrepreneurs, that there are achievement-based entrepreneurs and there are lifestyle-based entrepreneurs, you know, people who love to hit the next milestone, the next big thing, the next big um, award, you know, the next big stage that they get to speak on. And some people really do the entrepreneurial lifestyle to build a dream life for themselves. And usually how I've always heard this is people that really talk about, um, that time is their currency, that success really is living life more on their terms, that it's spending more time with their family, having more, uh, you know, achieving like true financial freedom so that you can do whatever it is that you want with your life, spend your time however you want to spend it and be making this passive income or maybe you've just made a ton of income and now you have it wisely saved and invested. Who knows? However, I really came up with this definition for success quite a few years ago. It's something that has always really resonated with me and I've never heard anyone else talk about. So I thought I would share it today on this very special episode of number 47 because that's how things work in my head. So when I think about success, and I really mean this like when I think about am I being successful right now? Am I living a successful lifestyle right now, today, even if I'm having especially one of those anxious moments, one of those maybe imposter syndrome, you know, the the, the constant feeling that I'm sure we all get at least from time to time that, you know, we thought we would be further along in life. We thought we would have hit a certain milestone. 
right? Like be at a certain salary number, living in a certain city, found the right partner, bought the right house, whatever it is. You know, when I really want to evaluate where I'm at today, not in a comparison way, and not even in like a, oh, once I hit this milestone, then I'll consider myself successful, then I'll consider myself happy, then I'll consider myself, you know, something to be proud of. I really like for today, I really think about seven year old Susan. I think about seven year old me for a number of reasons. I was the child that was hella annoying in terms of social justice. Um, And I didn't really understand that wholeheartedly until the last couple of years, until I really did some deep reflections, you know, as, as we do these soul searching moments, like on my childhood. And honestly, I had to dig through some photos and, you know, find some old journals. And really, it was so funny to me because every year um, in school, like starting at age five, uh, where I even had like my kindergarten teacher declare that I was probably going to become the first female president of the United States and that she wanted credit for calling it first. Um, I do not know what I acted like as a five-year-old to invoke such a comment. And she didn't mean that in like a really cute kindergarten teacher way. She really was like, I'm calling dibs. This is my bet. <laughs> first female president of the United States. And every single year that I was in school, I had a different social justice um, cause that really lit me up. And I was a very like emotionally in tune child. Um, I've always felt like a very intuitive person. And I didn't realize that this was the empathetic way that it it, uh, showed itself in my childhood. But every year had a different cause. And which honestly, like looking at who I am today makes total sense (laughs) for how I grew up and turned out to be. But I remember one year was um, actually, and I believe it was my second grade year when I was seven, was racism and racial inequality. And that was directly reflective of, you know, what we were being taught in school that year. One year was the environment. One year was a reflection of the tsunami. One year was... um, neglected animals. One year was um, African school children who didn't have enough access to uh, school supplies and educational materials. Like every year I had something I felt really just lit up about. Um, and I really went for it. And I laughed so hard when I was reading the book uh, Untamed by Glennon Doyle, which I, I would assume most of you have because it's a phenomenal book that sold like millions and millions of copies, very popular. And I laughed so hard and I made my mom read the chapter where she was talking about her daughter uh, and the polar bears, like how, you know, she her daughter learned in school, but that polar bears were about to be extinct and And if we wanted to, uh, you know, save and preserve these polar bears that we had to be taking action now. And for months and months and months, her like tiny social justice activist daughter uh, was just like lit up about these polar bears. And she wanted so badly to save every polar bear and help reverse the ice caps melting and was also getting so angry and upset and crying because this 
sweet, empathetic young girl was getting so upset at the fact that other people weren't caring as much as her. And I found it funny because she, Glennon is obviously writing it from a mother's perspective. (laughs) And I just kept thinking about my mom as I was growing up because there was this line in the book where she was like, I just wanted to go one day where I didn't hear about the fucking polar bears. And I read this like chapter to my mom and she was laughing the entire time through because a lot of it was indicative of to who I was as a child. And I say this whole long story because young me wanted to save the whole world. I was this like empathetic, bleeding heart, little tiny social justice activist who was like living in rural Wisconsin. Like it didn't fully make sense. But the thing was, and I really identify with seven because seven years old is that kind of age where you don't have enough realities of the world that you don't think that changing the world is impossible. You think it's totally possible. It's totally in your grasp if you work hard enough and you're nice enough and you can uh, somehow spread your message the right way, which don't know how I thought I was going to do that because we didn't exactly have social media back in the time. But, you know, the world, like there is such this beautiful level of naivete because the world just hasn't beaten you up quite yet. Or... I would hope at that age, like made you feel dumb, made you feel stupid, made you feel like this kind of stuff was impossible. And I just love that. And so I really identified with the age of seven because I remember that was also the year I declared I wanted to grow up and I was going to go to law school and become some real big hotshot attorney because I was, and I wrote this down everywhere because I wanted to be the person who fought for those who couldn't fight for themselves. And that sentence was literally all over that like seven-year-old journal, which again, weird for a seven-year-old. But my whole mission from then on out was to go to law school to fight for those who couldn't fight for themselves. And I thought the whole world was possible. And so when I think of success, I think about if that little girl like seven-year-old me who was ready to save the world and wasn't quite sure how to do it, but was very convicted I would figure out how, if she could time travel forward and like see me right now today, like spend a day with me, hang out, and if I got to catch her up and be like, hey, like this is what we're doing, this is where we live, this is what's going on, this is how I feel, this is a little update on the world, I just think like, would she be excited to be me? Would she be excited to grow up and live the life that I'm currently living? Not tomorrow, not yesterday, not five years from now when I, you know, hit X, Y, and Z accomplishment. Like, I just think about seven-year-old me. And if she had like a crystal ball and like looked at what was happening right now, like, would she be proud of me? Would she be excited to grow up? Or would she be so disappointed that she would be like, fuck that. Like, how did you let this happen? (laughs) Or yeah, either like, how did you let this happen? Or wow, this is so disappointing. Like what went wrong? How can I fix this? And I just think about that a lot. I think, and I feel funny because, you know, I think a lot of times when people think about reflective success, when it comes to age, we think about, and it's usually always phrased as like, when you're 85 years old and you're sitting on a front porch somewhere sipping some sweet tea and 
listening to the birds chirp and you're reflecting on your life, well, you have thought your life was a success. And we always think about it from this like this really fictional view as if we're looking backwards on our life. And I always found it a little bit more powerful to think like, well, if young me could see into the future, would she be proud of me? Because again, like there was just no level of of limitations of people saying no at that time. And so I just think like, would she be excited to grow up and fight for this kind of life? Or would she be so disappointed in what I've become? Like, have I let down the little girl in me? Have I let down that inner child? And the other thing too, um, you know, and it was actually very funny because I was listening to an episode of Armchair Expert with Dex Shepard recently. And I quite frankly, I can't remember what episode it was because I dig back into his archives a lot. But it was funny because they were, whoever he was interviewing was talking about the same thing. I know it was another male actor, but they were talking about how sometimes it's really easy at this day and age to get caught up in the numbers, right? Whether it's the numbers in your bank account, whether it's the numbers and whatever kind of goal that you're going for. And for them being actors, it was you know, obviously like certain movie rankings or box office numbers or whatever. And they were talking about how like a certain movie will come out or, you know, maybe it didn't perform as well as they thought, or it didn't hit this certain box office number, or it didn't hit this like certain ranking and they'll get really upset and kind of this whole, you know, just like fuck it approach in general of like, well, why did I even do this movie? And then when they reflectively think about if 10 year old them You know, like if they could go back and tell 10 year old them like, hey, we're going to grow up and we're going to be huge movie actors and, you know, we're going to be on the big screen and walk the red carpet and whatever, like 10 year old them would be so jacked that their first like nowhere in their line of questioning of what is it like to be a movie star? What is it like to film a movie, be on a red carpet? Nowhere would that 10 year old ask, yeah, but what did the box office numbers perform at? No, they would just be so excited that they actually fulfilled their childhood dream of becoming movie stars, you know, and I I think that's very powerful. I really think that if we reflect back to our inner child and literally the children that we once were who had such a, a bigger, brighter view of the world that we hadn't been kicked down, we hadn't kind of been spit on, we hadn't been just told that our dreams were impossible or that we needed to think a little bit smaller, a little bit more realistic. I think that if we think about those kids and how they would feel about us now, I think that we all would look at our lives a little bit different. And honestly, and I can tell you, I can very easily identify exactly where if seven-year-old me came forward and spent a day with me or like looked in a crystal ball, I can absolutely identify the points in my life where I swear to you, If a seven-year-old could have kicked my ass, she would have. Oh my God, I can, like, I can tell you that the times that I was deeply, you know, in my abusive relationship and couldn't see a way out when I was in my really deep eating disorder aspects of my life, like, there are times where she would have, like, come forward, and I think about those times a lot, where she would have seen me and be like, this is how we grew up? seriously like no like get your life right (laughs) like come on and so yeah I think about that and honestly if I'm being super honest at this exact moment this stage in my life I would hope that I could explain to her 
that in a pandemic, I get a little bit of grace (laughs) for some of the things that are happening right now. If any of this version of success has resonated with you and and you think it would be a worthwhile exercise, I really would maybe even like meditate on it. Really think about and find the age that identifies really hard with you because maybe it's seven, maybe it's 10, maybe it's five. Who knows? But really think about a certain age that connects with you and just think like if they, if your small child, you came to spend a day with you, like, would they be proud of you? Would they be excited to grow up? Or would they be like, yo, get your life right. And here's the thing. I, you know, I think seven-year-old us, if your dream was to like become an astronaut and that didn't happen, but maybe you're like a really successful, happy engineer or something, totally fine. Not all of us are going to be little Dak Shepherds growing up who actually get to say like, congrats, kid, we're movie stars. But, you know, and for me, I think at the time, if I took seven-year-old me that seriously, she would be disappointed that I wasn't a lawyer. But if I got to tell her like, but, you know, really, you want to be a lawyer so that you can help other people. And you found a different way to do that. And here's all the people that we do get to help every day. And, you know, the the really great impact that you have on the world and you know, future plans of how you're going to make an even bigger impact and how you get to help more people, I think she would still be on board. I think she would still be jacked. So weird version of a definition of success, not one that I've necessarily heard of before. So I wanted to share that as a quick little tidbit. Somehow I I hate that I always say that these are going to be quick hit episodes and then they never are because I can't not monologue about it. So sorry. If you made it to the end of this episode, thank you. I appreciate you. I see you. (laughs) And I love you. My goodness. So go keep making a phenomenal impact, my sweet friend, and uh, really think about how inner child you would be so proud of you right now. And If you think they might not be, figure out how you can make a really quick pivot today, something that would just make your inner child so happy, so proud, um, and just so jazzed to grow up and be you because you are so wonderful, unique, and special and on this earth for a very specific purpose. And as long as you're fulfilling that purpose, I think anyone's inner child would be so happy and so proud of them. So take care, sweet friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Make an Impact Podcast. If you enjoyed yourself, would you do a little rate, review, subscribe dance? And if you really enjoyed yourself, would you share this on social media so someone else could catch the impact bug? Until next time, friend, I can't wait to see what kind of impact you make on your world.